Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. The Azar Foundation for Children of the World is an organization aimed to support women and children in need across the globe. We believe in empowering lives, strengthening minds, and providing programs that enrich health and education. The Azar Foundation was founded in 2003 and has been serving the world ever since. Visit us at our website at www.azarforchildren.org. That's www.azar, the number four, children.org to find out more information about our endeavors and join our mailing list. Remember, the smile and the cry of a child doesn't have any language. The Azar Foundation. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. I want to show you something. Each day around the world, 5,000 people are infected with HIV. That was over 20 years ago. Today, an estimated one in five gay men in major U.S. cities is living with HIV. So why aren't we talking about it? Today, we have the tools to make HIV history. Let's finish what we started. Because the world needs you to live. Take a break. Breathe. Why don't you visit the Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center? 518-589-5000. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development Classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. I was 11 years old at my first national championship. I fell I don't know how many times. Michelle Kwong is the most decorated figure skater in U.S. history. When I had a dream, my dream came true because I dedicated myself. Dedication made Michelle Kwong a champion. I was passionate about something and I made sure that I worked hard for it. And dedication can make your dreams a reality. Whatever your dream and goals are, they can come true. Dedication. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and we're tuning in from the beautiful Meditation Museum in Tyson's Corner. Over a thousand episodes in 90 countries, over a million archived listeners in three years, and we haven't main, you know, in a major way commercialized ourselves. We've just tried to stay as simple and beautiful and uh, well-intended as possible, and it's really our pure aim to keep maintaining that awareness. Well, the stories of life continue, 
I am, many of us in one sense are still focusing on what the news is updating us with and some of us are saying I don't really want to watch the news anymore it's just it just goes against our system it's like there's a different kind of trauma that's entering our system every time I open up my Twitter my Twitter account or look at something that someone has tweeted out it's just like it, it jars you it jars the soul from its original nature of peace and purity and whenever our peace and purity continues to get attacked or gets um, manipulated or is devalued or ignored or abused, it changes our perception in life. It changes our personality. It changes the experiences that we carry in our lives. And, you know, when you look at the word trauma and you define its meaning, it basically says it's a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, and they're they're very they they vary. My mother, Sister Gita, she was orphaned at the age of five, and I was speaking to someone the other day, and we were saying how painful that must have been to be able to lose your mother and your father at such a tender age. Like, where do you go? What do you do? Who do you talk to? I mean, she was in Kingston, Jamaica at the time. It's not like in America where they have so many self-help groups. It's different. What traumas are you living with? And have you spoken to anyone about it? How are you being able to cope and um, try to live what's called like a normal life? A normal life. Normal life for me is you have your ups and your down moments, but you're not afraid to being yourself. You're not afraid of expressing what you believe in in a way that still maintains your dignity and the dignity of others. You know, psychological trauma may set in even after a distressing or life-threatening event. It doesn't even sometimes it impacts you right then and there, but it has a reverberation. And many sufferers, they develop extreme anxiety or PTSD. Or they may even have ongoing problems with relationships. <laughs> Self-esteem is huge. But there's hope. Many really can overcome trauma. They can even offer inspiration to others who have had life-altering, very negative experiences. There are ways you can survive trauma. And I think for maybe the, the, the key component to that, the, the biggest virtue of that is to forgive. And it's hard. It's hard to forgive that which has pained you so much. Because I believe in the law of karma and I believe that we've been here before. And sometimes I wonder when I look at stories of folks and I go, gosh, they got away with that scot-free. And then I go back to the law of karma and rebirthing or reincarnation. And I go, there's no way anyone's getting away with anything for free. Everything is stored in the soul as a memory and as a vibration. And that vibration is unfolding the narrative. So when we forgive, you know, we have to let go of being wronged. I know it's not, not easy, even if it was a violent and a traumatic experience. But no matter what we do, we can't go back and change that experience. So gradually having thoughts throughout the day to just release the bitterness and the resentment that can poison us even more than the original attack. Just often as you can, on a day-to-day -day basis, look yourself in the mirror and just say, it's over. I'm moving on. If it were to be different, it would. 
no one should be treated that way. I shouldn't have to go through this, but I have. And in order for me to find any kind of hope and beauty in my existence, I must give back to myself. I must forgive. Forgive them and forgive the scenario that has come into my life. And then you have to really begin to enhance your resilience because traumatic stresses can have an inoculating effect, making us really more likely to bounce back from subsequent traumas. Sometimes they might make us less resilient for reasons that aren't always you know, needed to be understood, but resilience is related to really recognizing that you've got what it takes. No matter how tough it seems, you've got what it takes. When we see what we've already lived through, we know that we can make it through again. And I've had stories and listened to stories of people who have gone through so much. They've been through so much. And they become instruments that truly encourage us to believe and trust again. Let's take this time and go into a meditation. This one is on trust by Carmen Warrington. It is my pure desire and wish that if we've been victimized by trauma, we've gone through anything of trauma, that we begin to really, really tell ourselves, I'm ready to trust that only good will come to me. Take a deep breath, my friends, and let's trust once again.
everything that I have a right to claim will come to me. Everything that I have a right to claim will come to me. I trust.
Welcome back. I hope that trusting has opened up a lot of um, parts within you to believe that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. I have a very dear friend, Diane Tillman. Diane's the author of Nurturing with Love and Wisdom, Disciplining with Peace and Respect. It's a mindful guide to parenting, and it's a go-to book, I tell you. And on her page 268, chapter 32, there's a part that she has to help our children be safe from sexual abuse. It even begins by age three. And her statistics in the book are just mind-boggling. I mean, an estimated one in 20 teenage boys and adult men sexually abuse children, and an estimated one teenage girl or adult woman in every 3,300 females molest children. And most family members don't actually know how to deal with it and how to talk with it. And the, the, the aim of most parents is to protect their children from abuse. I tell them, don't go to strangers, don't go into a car with someone you don't know. But 90% of the abuse is from people that they know. And they're not strangers. The global statistics are out of the roof. And so when you think about trauma, you tend to think about it in that context. But again, I take you back to the earlier part of my conversation, being traumatized by the news. What happened today? What did the White House do? What did next-door neighbor do to what? What? The, 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 the water has been polluted by oil? Oh, the fish has mercury? Oh, there's no more environmental protection agency to have certain rules and guidelines how to protect the environment? It's traumatizing to the spirit, and our peace and our purity is getting reduced. And I think that if we learn to begin to break free from these traumas that we go through, the only, I mean, there's some steps that I gave you. You know, forgiveness. Knowing that, you know, there is resilience. And knowing that you have strength. And to have compassion for other trauma survivors. I know for myself that, you know, if I don't begin to feel that, you know, I didn't care to be treated without respect. And so I don't disrespect people. At least I try not to. And when I do, I do say sorry. Because I know what I felt like to be mistreated. And so I don't want to carry on that narrative. I don't want to pass that legacy on to others. It should stop with me because it wasn't pleasant for me. Be sure that you sharpen your sense of purpose. Because for some trauma survivors, the the darkest moments of their lives can spur them to actually begin to help others. It may be the survivor of childhood abuse who becomes an advocate for the marginalized. Or the survivor of childhood cancer who becomes an oncologist. Don't sit with your trauma as a victim. Make it a sense of purpose to be of service to others. Deepen connections to support others. Deepen your connection to support others. Deepen your connection to those who have been supported. Find friendship in individuals who have gone through similar things but have also overcome it. Love is stronger than hate, and light will vanquish all darkness. Like testing our own strength, we often don't know the support that's available to us until we need it. And lastly, my brothers and sisters, no matter how awful or bad it has been, appreciation for life. As scary as it was, as lonely as it was, as 
ungrateful and ugly as it was, you can find something to appreciate in your life. It's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? <laughs> Since life would seem to be less appealing after trauma, it makes me think of um, a young woman that I had counseled who survived a freaked medical emergency, but she was so grateful for any experience she had afterward, including painful surgeries as part of her recovery. So she recognized that life can be really, really awful, and yet she wouldn't trade anything for it. We are makers of our lives. We are not victims of our stories. Things are happening to us because of events that we have participated in our past. I know it's ugly to accept, but I do believe that because I've been through things and I said, what in the world did I do to get that? And I know that there's got to be some vibration sitting in me. Why do some people attract wealth and glory and beauty and everything great and another person attracts something else? What's sitting in the spirit? What is sitting in the soul? So why I practice yoga and meditation is to clear out whatever is sitting in the base of my spirit so I can attract trust and love and abundance and beauty and loving relationships. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. Today we were talking about trauma and what it does to us and also looking at certain steps and how to overcome that. But before I end the show, I want to Turn it to Sister Gita to give us one of her beautiful readings to take us that one notch up into our level of awareness. Sister Gita. Good day to all of us, all beautiful souls who have forgotten the self. And all of us are guilty of that. Taken from the book, feeling great no matter what. How to Change Your Life for the Better, authored by Daddy Janki. Our original nature is that of purity, peace, love, bliss, and truth. However, sitting in all of us is the nature of forgetfulness. The most draining of the, of the habit of forgetting is the ability to forget our original identity. Losing awareness of the soul, the self, is a major reason why we feel empty, unhappy, hurt, or cheated, humiliated, depressed, or desperate, and the rest of the long list of negatives we are so familiar with. Forgetting who we really are results in a total reliance on external achievements and social positions as ways of the evaluation of the self. It creates a dependence on others and their opinions and a need for constant approval. Such identification with the social and physical self wipes out our awareness of the wondrous eternal blueprint of life that each of us is. We are beautiful souls. We forget that we are spiritual beings, that is, souls. In this forgetting of what we are, we also forget others are, And the result of all of this forgetting 
is a lack of respect on all levels. Instead of a culture of respect and acceptance, there is a growing global culture of disintegration and blame. Integration and respectfulness have largely disappeared. Although many people realize this and make a great deal of effort, both individually and collectively, to create respect and a culture of oneness, nevertheless, selfishness dominates this. This explains the great violence we are witnessing on so many levels of life. Today, let's remember, we are souls full of oceans of peace, positivity, love, purity, and bliss. Happiness beyond any external things. Okay, Om Shanti, beautiful souls. Have a great day. Thank you, Sister Gita. Great way to end the conversation. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same. Please don't forget to download our free app, Pulse for Peace, to get our radio shows and lots of goodies 24-7 from free meditation, um, music and, and discussions to articles and stories and events that are upcoming. And feel free to donate to the American Meditating Radio, which is now a nonprofit entity. We would love your kindness and contribution to keep us going. So just go to americameditating.org and feel free to visit us there. You mean so much to us. And I'm going to end today's conversation with The Road Less Traveled by Lucinda. Take care, everyone.